welcome to the Don't Lose Your Head podcast, episode 80-something. Um, I'm Morten, and I'm joined by Nicholas. Hello. And he is on Swedish soil again. We got him home. It's coming so home. So good. So good to be home. So good to be in Sweden. Back in Skövde. Yeah. Back in a first world country. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, now that you're out of the, out of England, you can tell us all the the bad things. Mm, yeah, I can help. Yes, everything is just so, like, evenly nice in this place, in Sweden. Uh-huh. Well, let's explain. Well, Where's like, it... things, things can look really good in England. Yeah. But it's like, it looks good where they want it to look good, and then these don't give a shit about the rest of the place. And, uh-huh. it's like, decrepit buildings... And then really nice buildings, and then just shit areas, and then nice areas. Oh. Well, well, in Sweden, and especially in Kovde, mm-hmm. it's just, like, nice everywhere. Every lawn is cut. Every <laughs> building is maintained. It's that neighborhood uh, competition thing going, where it's like, oh, fuck, he's been out cutting his lawn again. I'd better take my scissors, and then you lay there and, like, millimeter cut it. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's so many uh, robot lawnmowers here as well. It's crazy. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Let's hope won't they don't get, u- unite. <laughs> that would be a scary iRobot I movie. <laughs> <laughs> no! They're coming closer. You've enslaved us for too long. <gasps> Fuck! We thought we stand a chance, but then they made an alliance with the Roombas. No! <laughs> Bastards. Stab us in the back. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and you're back in Sweden, and we've actually met up. Oh my god! Yeah, I've touched him. He's real. He's still. <laughs> yeah, good thing I got to see you before you you leave. Yes, yes. Now that you came here, I have to move further. I'm, I have to move to England. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> oh, gonna move to island. One, I- one island in the sun. Yeah, one islander in, one islander out. Yep. <laughs> Those are the rules of Sweden. That's how it has to be. Uh, can't break, but it's uh, as we're recording. It's a month until I'm moving, so it's it's fine. And then I'm gonna set up my own gaming con- gaming lo- locale at my mom's basement, almost my mom's outhouse. <laughs> Game Club Erland. It's gonna be <laughs> awesome. Maybe in the yeah. Maybe I can try to organize some events in the future. That would be fun. Yeah, some, it, would be uh, a, it would be a great like. Vacation, yeah, yeah, like it's summer. because usually not that many events in summer, so you could do that not to compete with others, and then you know, might as well come and go to the you know, go to the beach, and then you can play some games. For yeah, for our Australian listeners, it's basically like Brisbane where I'm moving, it's the, the <laughs> just lovely beaches. Hot weather in the summer. Oh, man, I, I bet it, the closest thing in Australia would be like Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe that's true. So Ren, if Rene is listening, he can come there. Uh, <laughs> the number two island of Sweden. Yeah, that's true. I can't, I mean, uh, yeah. I can't deny that uh, Gotland, the bigger island, has uh, <laughs> has a bit more epic landscapes and the m- most beautiful city in Sweden. Yeah, Gotland is the Alpha Island. Erland is the Bella Island. Definitely. But uh, hey, we were b- 
what can you do when you were burnt down by the Danish people so many times in history? Like, got it got to us. It was either that, or we were like the hunting ground for the Swedish king, and he just came there and like, your dogs cannot hunt my game. Let's cut off their legs, uh, or like one like of their it. legs. One of the biggest ships in Swedish history sank off the coast of Ireland as well. Oh right? yeah, the Crown. Yeah. It's a great, great museum in uh, in Kalmar that has uh, remnants from the, from the ship mm. that they found. It's cool. Big naval battles. Bam, 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 bam. It's yeah. a, a place of history. <laughs> um, but uh, so, what have you been up to since you came back to Sweden? Well, I. Um... I went to my parents' place first in Gävle mm. uh, to pick up my stuff. And like two days before I got there, there had been a massive flood in Gävle. Oh, that's uh, like the, the topic in Sweden. There's a lot of floods. I guess yeah. in the world also. Uh, and the, like the, their storage place got flooded where I had a bunch of my shit. <gasps> including a bunch of Warhammer. And my <gasps> fucking... New plastic sixth edition starter box. Okay, but it, if it's plastic, then was it okay? It survived. So it was like on one of the bottom boxes, moving boxes that got like totally soaked. But it oh, was shit. on like on the top of that box in a plastic like warmer bag. Okay. So damn. Oh, I, I I didn't realize it was that bad. Holy shit! Yeah, did you like, did you lose some other things like uh, some old magazines and? Rule books or stuff, or yeah, a bunch of books got like soaked. My third edition 40k book just got totally soaked, ah. and, and uh, yeah, some codexes, and uh, yeah, a bunch of shit like uh, some old photos as well. That's sad, Damn. yeah. Um, but I mean, at least they didn't lose a house like people in Yabba did. Oh, oh, that's were crazy. Oh, shit, gotta move, move. Uh... To higher ground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then uh, I left, and then I went to where I am now. Yeah. And uh, since then, I've had two games, two war games. I thought you were going to say, like, two tornadoes, one forest fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, there's actually, like, a lot of rain here now, so there's, like, a one-year flood, but thank God we are okay. Mm. Uh, but I had a game of 30k. Oh. First game I had Somertalis versus Arvid, which is oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Mechanicum. Sweet. So uh, yep. Arvid has also been gone for three years and just moved back here. Oh, okay. But he's been he... in Malmö. Ooh, Malmö. So he's been uh, having a, a go at the, the harsh Malmö meta. Oh, so is he m- a much harsher player now? Hardened by war. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My lord. Like uh, he's like fucking Pukta now, or mm. tiny. He's he's a, basically a Van Hassel character with Mechanicum. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, he's fine. Uh, but yeah, he said that uh, the the games south were hard. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we had a really good game of Summer Palace. I took uh, for the first time, I think, I took a Pride of the Legion list to be oh. able to have like. All my Terminators. Yeah. Uh, plus a few bits, like three Talixes. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. And then I had my 10-man uh, unit of Gorgons, 
five man unit of Targos, uh, Cataphract Guy, and a five man unit of uh, my new Saturnine Terminators. Oh, yeah, 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 the ones you painted up. Oh, cool. Yeah, did so you put the, the Cataphract Guy rules to them as well? Oh, yeah, I was going to say which, which rules did you use, but yeah, oh, makes sense. Oh, cool, cool. Did they have any special weapons? I can't remember. Um, no, these had power fists, and the sergeant had a sword, but I gave him one of the power axes from the Gorgons, oh, and yeah. then one of them has a plasma blaster. Yeah, I've been playing so much fantasy, so when you said like a squad of Gorgons, I was like, what? Can you take that? That sounds... <laughs> yeah, a regiment, you mean? A regiment of Gorgons, oh my lord. <laughs> Did your 10-man Gorgon unit have full command? <laughs> That's some end times shit when you have like... Monstrous gorgons in in regiments. <laughs> oh. uh, how did it go though? It was a draw. It was a great game. Oh, nice. um, basically, we started super close to each other. So I started with my ten man gorgon unit with uh, the the herald. I'm gonna feel this, like right by the middle, and then he started really close to the middle as well with his uh, castlex. And then I charged turn one, uh-huh. and then we were locked in combat for like. Four or five rounds, and his uh, like Archmagus just wouldn't die. Like I hit him with like eight attacks, wounded him. No, I wounded him with eight attacks. So, like hit ten, wounded with him with eight, eight, and then he had a uh, three up, invulnerable save. I almost said ward save, but invulnerable save, and then uh, five up, feeling pain, and then oh. a five up, it will not die. Oh, oh my god! So <laughs> it's just crazy. Eventually, though, he fled, and then I charged him again, I think. I think I killed him. No, no, I didn't kill him then. That's a, like he had one wound again, and I failed, and then he counterattacked with his reserves coming on. Yeah. Uh, a Domitar just smashing everything, and uh, some Thalax Ferox the, with heavy chain blades. Uh, but I managed to snipe his uh, Archmagus Dominus with my Thalaxes. Oh, like oh sweet. A lightning gun rendered him, and then he failed his invulnerable save and yes. his was pain and died. Like, yes, <laughs> killed by a robot. Yeah, traitor robots in the midst, or loyalist robots, I guess. So, yeah, it was a good game. Uh, ended in a draw, it was just kill points. So, that's a nice, like, reintroduction. I haven't played any Heroes in a while. Yeah. So, uh, was this at your old uh, game place in Quavda? Is that still around? Yeah, still around. Yeah. Going strong, bunch of yeah. new terrain. Uh, you, if you remember Sebastian, he yeah. is like crazy for terrain, so he's just bought a bunch of trains. Like more than half of the 40k slash 30k terrain, there is just his that he lends to the club and plays. Oh, with. awesome! So yeah, we used his summer task board, and it's great. Oh, damn! Now using my my home built one. In oh yeah, mode. I remember that was awesome. <laughs> You had like doors that could open and stuff, though. Yeah, like the old robot, DVD yeah. was a DVD yeah. player. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember. So yeah, we could make it like a. We, we didn't make it like a huge summer house once when Niklas came. Niklas Ayarga came. Oh yeah, yeah. Put them together, so we could yeah. make like a massive dungeon crawl thing with both of them. Yeah, yeah. So has there? Um, I know that you've talked about like starting up some new campaigns and stuff, or well, like slow grows to get people interested but uh, who who are like how many are still there and what are they playing are they still playing heresy there or what's the deal uh, 
Heresy Crowd, I think, moved mostly to 40k when mm-hmm. me and Arid left. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we were hoping to, to bring it back a bit. Yeah. Because um, uh, I think it's nice as well, like for 40k players to try it out again because it is, it is a different game now. There's a difference compared to when it was like seventh edition and thirty K. But like these big battles you don't really get in forty K, I think. And just like pretty straightforward big battles without like command points and uh, stratagems and all that kind of stuff. Just like bring all your big shit and duke it out. I mean, I guess the initial split it was like, oh well we we're all we're all using seventh edition rules and then are uh, 40k now using is it 9th edition or is it 10th yeah. edition 9th edition 9th edition now so i guess a lot of i mean yeah they've diverged a lot since then i guess yeah like uh, i i've got my historian so i'm keen on trying out uh, yeah. edition but like i if i want to play 40k mm-hmm. i just want to play like a thousand points i think it's mm-hmm. like a, a good size like a a smaller force, but if I want to play like big fucking battles, then I'd rather play 30k or Apocalypse. But yeah, uh, yeah there's a lot of games going on. So like, there, there's 30k that we want to start up back again, and then people are already playing 40k, and they're playing like a Crusade, mm-hmm. um, which to me doesn't make fucking sense because they're like escalating super fast and they don't finish painting their stuff. So like play a game at one point level and then they move up before people finish painting their stuff to move to that point level. Ah, okay. And then I got called an elitist for saying that I only play fully painted the way I said well, it. I mean, if you've tried it, it's hard to go back. Yeah. Fucking is. Um, and then there's Kill Team now that uh-huh. like some people are excited about. And then I'm coming in like, let's play fantasy. <laughs> and also, there were like a couple of guys before they were playing fantasy, they're playing eighth edition. So I'm suggesting that we start up playing uh, combat patrol in sixth edition. Which drop is... your drop your shit. We're starting an escalation league. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking first uh, we could also try war bands, but it's kind of its own system like there's a campaign system and you change the rules for for unit sizes so i think that can make it a bit complicated for so we're both we're both of these like expansions for sixth edition then or how how does it work like combat patrol and there's skirmish which is just a couple of dudes each guy's individual basically like and then there's war bands where this like unit size started at three instead of like 10 or whatever, and you just have like really, really small regiments. And then but you don't you can... mix, like, you don't take, like, I'll take two archers and one swordsman in this unit. It's not like that, no. or no, no, it's still units. So it's basically your army book, but everything is smaller. Yeah. And then combat patrol, which starts at 500 points, mm-hmm. uh, is just regular unit sizes, but there's some rules. So you, you only have one hero, there can be maximum 135 points. Uh, you can have up to four units. One of them has to be an infantry squad of ten models or more, mm-hmm. and you can only have one rare or special. 
Oh, okay. And so did some, like, I guess you have to have a lot of core then. Yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's a very, like, very toned down, small sized game. So you, you couldn't rock up with just uh, take the minimum core and then just take, yeah. I don't know, fucking more machines. But could you still escalate that? I mean, could you play Combat Patrol at a thousand or more also then? Or, or is it made um, for 500? I think it's like it's good for 500. Above that, I don't know, like 750 maybe. Maybe you could like increase the the unit allowance to five or six. Oh, but yeah. a thousand points, like the the regular game, works mm-hmm. perfectly fine. Oh yeah. Also, that's the idea. I mean, you you'll move away from combat patrol eventually. Yeah, but I'm thinking like um, it would be nice to like leave it at the same point level for a while. So we're mm-hmm. thinking of starting it in like first of November. That's mm-hmm. like when everyone should have their stuff painted, and then we'll start like a, a league. Um, but before then, people can play, of course. But that's yeah. like when it starts, and then it'll be like December, and then Christmas, I guess, and then in the new year, I think it would be a good point to you move on. Oh yeah. Okay. But also before that, you could paint up more units and switch out your list in between games. Like so what, uh, how many people are interested in, and which armies will you see? Uh, we got like six or seven people now. Yeah. Uh, so we got know, five from here and then one guy from another town over and Manfred is uh, yeah. coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's one guy from the town next over that wrote in another group asking people playing fantasy and he's super keen for this. Oh. He plays the Empire and he plays Karaburg. Ooh, cool. So he just started out with that force, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then... Will, uh, will, he, will he bring greatswords as his special? Yeah, yeah, that's like the oh. first unit he painted. Goddammit, the Svensson brothers are calling in the middle of a recording. I know it's hobby night. Goddammit, we're recording. Oh, no, wait. I, and I answered. Damn you, Svenssons. Damn you, Svenssons. We're recording a podcast here. Um, but yeah, he's, he's playing Empire, and then one of the old fantasy players is playing Beastman, uh, yeah. trying to convince uh, Sebastian to join to play Empire as well, because mm-hmm. uh, he's a, an Imperial Guard player at heart. Uh-huh, and then yeah. I'm starting up my Dark Elves. Um, yeah, that's, I know you talked a bit about that, but so you, you, you were getting models from Chris or something? Yes, I have a few models now. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to get some more Dark Elves from, from Chris. And then Manfred, I don't know what he's playing. Maybe Beastman as well, I think. He got a Beastman Yeah, that's back. true. He's been talking about Nurgle Beastman or something. Yeah. I think that's his plan. So, yeah. Cool. Very nice. I will, yeah. Keep us updated. This will be nice to hear what you... Would you paint and, and stuff? When will you get your Dark Elves from, Chris? Uh, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to discuss when I can pick them up. Yeah? It lives uh, kind of far away. Yeah. But you're going to Scandus. Could it be? Yeah. yeah. Are you we're going there then? then? If he's not going away that weekend, that would be a good, good time yeah. to raid him. And get, mm-hmm. the, get the raiders. It's nice. We're gonna. We, we need to have like you and uh, 
And maybe both Manfred and Leon on after Scanders and talk about it or something. See how... Yeah. Uh, Is Leon going there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. But, I'm, always, uh, I'm always shocked when I hear Leon is playing something, <laughs> and, and uh, I'm actually going to see him playing. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been to the same event as him? No, he, mm. I only see his beautiful models on Instagram. No. I know they're almost too 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 good to bring out to a game. <laughs> you have to, or like you have to wear sunglasses, shield yes. your eyes. Hell, with the insurance as well, he needs to bring like an armed guard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder, I don't know, he, I don't think he knows what he'll bring. He was like, oh, I should probably finish painting something then. Or, you know, I don't know if he's decided which army yet. Or We shall see. He has options. Uh, but that's nice that there's heresy events in Sweden happening again. And of course, there will be events in Malmö this year also. And in um, Borås, BSK. Yeah. It'll be nice. I think uh, they also announced their... I mean, I think they've opened their page or something. Yeah, it's funny with uh, both you and Manfred when I'm talking to you guys. Like, oh yeah, Boros. I hope that the game store will be there. That's yes. like the main thing now. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care about the games. We have to go there and get... Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, stuff. now you will understand my addiction. Like, I do. Oh, Five-minute break? Oh, I can go down <laughs> go through the boxes. Yes. yes. Maybe I will find that very rare metal model or something that <laughs> <laughs> that I need for my army. Yeah, yeah. They had like a massive bag of old Chaos Champions. I bet you're pretty nice oh, that now. That could be. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, but it's nice. I mean, you're you're definitely one of these people who are like a, a driving force in a gaming community. So I think whatever you set up that that you want to play, there's gonna be those kind of gains in Huevda now. Yeah. And you can you, make it you've experienced firsthand how, like how like I don't know what the, the, the word is. Just like intense in your face like to get something moving along. Like I I, I won't stop. <laughs> Fucking get it done. Play now. Oh yeah. You, now. you mean that we were a bit uh, well yeah. So we've also had a game. Uh, which we're going to talk about later. We have some interviews. Uh, you mean that you were a bit uh, eager when we were disgusting? Like uh, disgusting, yeah, disgusting. Uh, we were all we were also disgusting. Oh, uh, should we use this spell first or this? Uh, let's think about it. And you were like, "Come on, do it! God damn it!" And then you were like, "Okay, let's use this spell." Yeah. But who should we target? <laughs> hmm. Oh no, that unit is out of range. Maybe. So we're not as we're not as experienced as you. I will, I I pity your your poor newcomers. They're gonna start there. Oh, we're just gonna learn fantasy. Come on, goddammit. <laughs> we ain't got all day. You don't know all the rules yet. Uh, uh, I'll be all right. Yep. Yep. So, uh, wh what about you? Have you been doing any hobbying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, feel like i i'm trying to finish as much as possible before uh, before moving uh, <laughs> and um because i i'd really like to have some like uh, you know like a big tamarcan game or something like a tamarcan chaos invasion against my uh you know at work work game pals yeah. or something so at the moment i'm building a lot of stuff and i'm painting a lot of stuff i'm not sure if i'm finishing stuff 
it feels like I'm just I have too much in at the same time. Uh, because then also Danny wanted to have a a big game with all of his dark elves versus all of my dogs of war, mm. which would be would be great. Uh, but in that case, I would like to finish my cursed company, which are almost done. Um, and since he's bringing Malekith on a black dragon, I thought I would want to bring the Forge World Basilisk, which yeah. I have lying around. I saw um, that. I saw that in your your uh, very spread out hobby den or like uh, or lab. Yeah, it's crazy how much space I've stolen from work. But it's not used. That's the that's the thing. If it's not <laughs> used, you can uh, might as well. Mm-hmm. You're, you're uh, like, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, like when you when you live in an abandoned house. Oh yeah, like yeah, exactly, exactly. You're like a a hobby squatter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually. The idea is they're building a new house for the, uh, I guess, so, uh, the well, uh, biology department of the university. Uh, and when that's done, like, they're going to abandon our old house. And um, I don't know. I, p- I pity the fool who has to do the move because there's so much old shit there. But maybe then I could just stay in the building and be a squatter. I'll just keep it, have like a hobby. Well, probably not my... anything. No, you know, exactly. I bet they're gonna rebuild it into apartments. Oh, probably student apartments or just. And then when you will like uh, when they'll uh, redo the all the walls and shit, the the yeah. workers there are just gonna find random Warhammer models. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? A tiny plastic arm holding a sword. <laughs> they're gonna get or get killed by the toxic fumes of all the chaos black that's been sprayed into the vents. Should... The the yeah. the file down China resin. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. That's even that's way more dangerous. But, uh, worse than asbest. Asbestos. Or as, I don't know what it's called. Well, but uh, okay, so I've I've assembled that basilisk and I've um, started painting on it. Uh, I also actually sprayed it with like a, a blue ma- metallic spray uh, from Tamaya. Um so I'm going to have the scales like a blue metallic and then I'm think the undersides are going to be like an orange sort of. Mm-hmm skin tone not a skin tone but the skin will be orange somehow very colorful it's so fun because you could just i mean it's just a random monster it's not really tied to any of my armies so i can just paint it i'm not restricted by the paint schemes otherwise it's always like okay these are my four colors that i'm mainly using sort of where okay he has cloth here that has to be green then because this is for my nurgle army or something but um that's going to be fun, painting, something like that. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, shitloads of stuff that I need to finish this. Just, but it's fun. At the moment, I'm painting the Blight uh, Kings, like the End Times Nurgle models, which are beautiful. Are, are they the, the guys on flying things? Uh, no, these are the, the fat dudes on, on the ground. Ah. But they're basically the same in a way, right? I mean, those are just mounted, I guess. So the, it's definitely the same aesthetic. Are, are those the models that you put on the, the gorillas? Yeah, the flying, the, the, the flying fat dudes uh-huh. who are on the flies, the, the, because they're already riding. I put those on the, on the gorillas to make the rot knights. And, but these are made for, to be infantry. But they're on 40 mil bases. They're pretty big. Oh, yeah. 
and they they are awesome with all their cool equipment like yeah yeah shields and great weapons and all kinds of things they have the rule that they can they can basically choose each combat if they want to use shield and hand weapon or two hand weapons or great weapon mm. very oh versatile God. like back orcs yeah that's oh yeah well we're going to get into like uh good and bad things about atation <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but they these guys uh, I mean they're they're basically like ogres right because they're on yeah. forty mil bases and but they have shitloads of of attacks and stuff but they are infantry they're not monsters infantry which means mm-hmm. that the second rank can only make one supporting attack whereas an ogre could make all supporting attacks right they could make three attacks from the second rank in eighth edition at least so yeah. I think that they yeah they've made that so they're not completely overpowered. I think they're going to be pretty powerful, but I will just have like six of them or something. In a, I just they're just such a cool model. It's like a, you know you would feel like this is you know Tamurkan's elite guard or something. Yeah. Instead of like even better than chosen in a way. I don't know. I think it's fun yeah, to really, paint. A really cool model. Yeah. Models. Hmm? But uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think that's what's going on. <laughs> I did paint up some uh, beastman gores for for our game. But of course, they weren't completely finished. But they were. I hope you were okay. They were not. They were at least not just primed, right? They had. They were tabletop, right? I can't remember. Well, uh, the, the the gorse, the beast. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, they guess. they met a met a sad fate. No, I didn't really think of them like not being painted. I mean, they're. Most mostly brown coats. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like a, a highlight won't do that much of a difference. Um, but yeah, so uh, we will later talk about our game that we had, and uh, we've pre-recorded some interviews. Which we'll leave for after the break. But uh, I wanted to once again have a little little discussion of like eighth uh, edition, not not eighth edition versus sixth edition, but like because because we have the oh oh shit yeah. Uh, Okay, before we take the discussion of like, because I want to try to have a, you know, how would we combine the best of these editions to make the new rule set, right? That's hopefully coming up for the old world when that game drops, which they've already said will take the best from all the editions, right? Although maybe not first and second edition, because technically they were more rolled. But okay, but just a quick, did you see uh, the Cathay reveal for Total Warhammer? Sure did. Yeah, what did you think about it? Uh, I think it looks uh, looks pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think um, sort that's, of uh, you know in a way what you expected, I guess, but still uh, you know unexpected or I don't know. The the thing is like uh, and the people are sad about the, the it looks it looks like it's not Warhammer, mm-hmm. um, and it looks more like any video game. It's very but, high fantasy, I guess, yeah. But they also have, like... They, they have such a rough start because, like, all the other factions are in Warhammer Total War. They yeah. are just, like, video game representations of things that, like, factions that have so much background and so much artwork <laughs> and models and shit. Yeah. So, like, even if things don't look like you think they would look in Warhammer Total War, you think, like, oh, yeah, but that's just a representation of the models, and I can, like, make it up in my mind how they actually should look. Like, because mm-hmm. if you zoom down on units of, like, Dark Elves or Dwarves, mm-hmm. they look 
pretty wonky as well, and they don't look the way I would imagine them looking. Oh, but yeah. I'm like, I'm okay with it being like a video game representation of that unit. Yeah, yeah. But like, Cathay starts out with being the video game version, which is mm. usually a, a worse version than the what you would imagine. Mm. So I think they have like a a very tough start with that. Yeah. Uh, and like dwarves. The artwork of dwarves is just fucking epic. Like, dwarf <laughs> artwork is like the best Warhammer artwork. Like, they look so fucking cool. Yeah. But they've never been able to capture that in, with models perfectly. Mm. Like, some models come close, but like the rank and file guys never really look that cool. Like, mm. the artwork. And, but then you use, like, even then, you used to imagine them in your mind. Like, that's just representation. And then when you look at them from pretty far away, you're like, yeah, fine, that, that's dwarves, and they're cool. Yeah. And the same, like, in Total War, like, you're so zoomed out all the time that you don't really look at the units. You see them from afar and in profile and shit. But you know what they are about because you know the lore and you know the background. But Cathay has no lore or background or models. So Just briefly mentioned in some... I mean, I guess they're, they're mentioned in quite a lot of sources, but never explained at all. It's just like, oh, and there were... You know, I, I read a book the other day. It was like, oh, uh, you know, a, a fantasy book. Like, oh, and there were some gold coins, and some of them were even from far away Cathay. You know, but that doesn't say anything. It's just like, okay, they had gold gold coins from them. They yeah. didn't go into what units they have or anything. Um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a tough thing. But I mean, since they're designing it together with, uh, is it Mark Bedford? I mean, they're designing it together with yeah. the and Games Workshop guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, um, uh, I mean, it's not like, I guess, Creative Assembly is just like, oh, we, we want this unit. You know, no, I, I, like, yeah. they were very clear with, like, this is made with Games Workshop. It's not something yeah. they've just come up with. Yeah. Like, they've been, everything has been okayed and, like, made together with Games Workshop. Yeah. I like yeah, the, yeah. the, I don't know, I like I, the, the, just the infantry, I didn't really get, you, you don't really know. I mean, they look, you know, they look Asian, basically. You don't, I don't know what the different kinds will be, you know, if it's like, but they, they look cool. I like the armor, the way that the armor looks and everything. And it mm -hmm. seems that they have, will have a lot of uh, gunpowder, which, I mean, makes sense also, right? Some cool, yeah. as, as, did you say they, they were going to have, like, Giselles? Yeah. But that's nice, yeah. right? So, someone said, like, also that the armor, like, is weird because it's, apparently it was like a, like a miss interpretation of Chinese silk or something and they thought it was armor in some statues and then yeah. so, someone drew a picture of that kind of armor oh okay but, but I mean that's also but it's like if it's I, fantasy I anyway I don't mind that because it's like with every faction in fantasy as well it's like the idea of that culture made yeah. into fantasy and not the yeah. actual thing it's the same exactly. with Norse Norse skins that's just like the the very peak idea of Vikings, what they yeah. are That's about. Not, not what they were like in real life. <laughs> Actually, 90% of Vikings were traders. Yeah, exactly. We're just farmers and shit. Yeah. But, I um, mean, uh, it's just like, just crank it up to 11 and give it some cocaine. That's, yeah, that's exactly. That's, that's, the, that's the purpose of this. I like the, the flying, uh, like, Chinese lanterns with yeah, yeah, they guns were awesome. on them. Really, like, well, I could never imagine up that unit. It's just, but when I saw it, it was just like, oh, that's, that's perfect, you know. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the thing with the, yeah, the, the dragons, of course, look also really cool. 
So and big terracotta warriors. I mean, ah, of course, that's what we yeah. need. Uh, the little uh, sneak peeks we got of Zinch also looks promising. Um, I didn't know this, but apparently they. I heard that um, that uh, Cathay has a lot of problem with Zinch cults because they are mm. so in tune with magic. There's a lot of magic users, and then they it goes too far, basically. And maybe that's why they pair them up, sort of. I don't know if, how it will be in yeah. the campaigns and stuff. Yeah, but I, the, I no? reread in Tamarcon, actually, the bits oh, yeah. they are fighting them. Yeah? And, uh, I mean, nothing is over the top in that trailer when you read like that, <laughs> that battle. But what do they talk? It's like, well, I mean, you have some sort of samurai, almost like swordsman or something, right? Running around, yeah, they're like talking about their like one a thousand time folded blades and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but they they storm like a bastion that a, a jade tower that's yeah. half magic, half green stone. Yeah, uh, and it's just guarded by a bunch of Cathans. Uh, and then, like they they storm it, all the beastmen storm it, and then they manage to get in. And then like a wizard just calls down a massive combat and just blows the, every everyone apart. Yeah. And and like they open the gates and then they counter charge, uh, and uh, like stone statues that like run through the wall, like they they melt through the wall. Yeah, it was really and, like, bizarre. Stone creatures of like oxen and shit just start yeah. rampaging, and then like these statues come alive, and then it's just insanity. Yeah. And yeah. And also, like, oh yeah, when they start charging, they they, they attack at night because that's when beastmen are like the best because they can see in the night. Mm-hmm. But then the the Catans just like shoot flares, basically, like fire oh, yeah. that just yeah. light up the, the night as well. Yeah. So they're like uh, very advanced super, in their own super, way. Super uh, technologically advanced and magically advanced. Yeah. And they're, like their emperors are like literal dragons. They can turn into crazy. When they're going there. They're like passing hanging ruins from like floating rocks as well. Also, so floating rocks are like in the fluff because some people were like, oh, it's like Avatar in this new video. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's there. Oh, nice. I guess if they use a lot of magic there, maybe they just have that kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. It's weird. Would you be like, oh, why hasn't Cathay taken over then the, the whole world in a way? Because they seem like they would be the, one of the most powerful. But is that just because they have like, so much chaos shit going on from the north or something and maybe in fightings or something i don't know how yeah we'll we'll find out yeah I, yeah that's yeah, true i mean you can say the same thing like why haven't the elves taken over the world yeah okay yeah that's true that's true i mean they they can't reproduce like a fantasy chinese <laughs> <laughs> take them like t- maybe they have years. a one child policy in Kentucky. oh yeah that's true oh yeah that's true <laughs> Oh my god, getting political. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was hyped. I think they're I, they're still very good at making awesome trailers for the game. I just keep getting like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm easily impressed. I don't know. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's good also that uh, maybe now everyone won't start a kiss of army. Maybe I will still be hipster. Yeah, yeah that's true. Just get outcompeted. It will be fun to see. I mean, yeah, if if we will see all these units for the the new game, I don't know. They will uh, produce Cathay now. Now I guess they have the 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 chance now or something. Maybe stupid to miss that chance. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was thinking also, like, if Kate was mentioned in any of the Dark Elf books, they should be able to raid there. I mean, it's oh, yeah. as close to the... them as the Old World, I guess. It's I guess so. What? Never seen... Do we know <laughs> if the Old World is round? <laughs> I've never seen, a, like, a glow <laughs> version. The, oh, I my mean, God. The, could the, be... the flat, flat old Earth theory. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean... Technically, though, like it doesn't have to be the same size as Earth, even though it's based on the Earth map. So I guess if you would go yeah. west of Nagaron, like... it could just be as big a map between that and Cathay, right? That we don't know about. Yeah, it's just like a, it's not a like a perfect ball. It's like stretched out or something. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, that's gonna be yeah fun to see. I wonder. I guess not in in the Total War games that they would expand further to like Nippon and an Ind. But I mean, if they can pull this off, who knows? They could just see even more crazy yeah. shit going on. Maybe they'll just give them the, the kiss of treatment and just make the, the end and Nippon. It's the same units as, as Cathay, but differently skinned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> could be. Oh. But uh, okay, so mm, Nicholas, let's help each other. Not, let's have a, a, uh, a good discussion. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. Let's not just throw shit at the different editions. We shall try to take uh, the best, but we can we can also say like the the differences, and um, you know, if there are some points that you, if you feel like no, I could never accept this, you know, then you should say that, right? Um, but okay, so we want to take the best from both editions. If we just take the like the okay, I mean, we talked about like sixth edition has sort of a but I mean, it doesn't have to, but I guess it works well for a bit smaller games in a sense, right? But it's also, I guess, you've played that with big big games as well, or? Yeah. So we can't just do like the, oh, well, I guess you could do a a sixth edition, you know, something. You know, uh, they make it a new game and then, but these are rules if you if you rather play Combat Patrol in the new rules and then that reminds you more of sixth edition. I don't know if that would be a thing. Yeah, uh, it's, um, it's I I've heard also that eighth edition works better with big games, but I'm I'm not sure that that's really true. No, I don't know either. I maybe it's just that people played bigger games in eighth edition because you had rules that pushed you to do that or more monsters, so it t- just takes more points or something. I don't know. Yeah, you feel um, like each unit more, yeah. so you have less combats maybe. But you have like way more dice to roll in eighth edition, and like everything has rerolls, and like everything has special rules that you need to keep track of. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's just if you get used to it. Maybe it is faster. I'm not sure. But just uh, so on, on the very big overview, if you just go to like armies and stuff, I would definitely want as many armies as possible combined. Like anything that they dropped from sixth edition, I would just want to see in in the new one, of course. But I mean, that depends on what they drop rules for and stuff, but. Yeah. I think I think it's sad that they took away cool army lists like the Slayer list, and I mean every, anything that you could just—it's like that's like some of the most fun things with uh, 30k, right? All these uh, rights of war and shit, where you have like, you know, you know how a legionary list would work, but then suddenly this allows you to take this, and it's like, oh, for some people that's like, oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. I've always wanted to take it only Slayers, or I don't well, know. If you go after like 40k. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like a big possibility because they have like tons of lists. Like people yeah. almost complain that there are so many lists. Like oh, okay. the, the Space Marines have like I don't know forty different lists or something. Oh, because 
uh, all the chapters have different rules as well. But it's a really nice, like in the Imperial Guard Codex in 40k, mm-hmm. you just have like different regiments, mm-hmm. and they do have different rules, and they have different like abilities, like ability cards and stuff mm-hmm. that make them a little bit unique. Which I mean, I think would be really nice, like the different provinces of the empire. Yeah, yeah, especially if it's going to be with the civil war, that would make sense, right? It's just it doesn't have to be much. It's just it's just oh, you're playing, uh, you know, this and land list. Then you have, you can you have plus one leadership for I don't know whatever. <laughs> but maybe you could just have some army special rule just to have a little special, uh, or or and maybe one regiment would be cool also. Yeah. Or, yeah, I think it would be very plausible that they do something like that, and it would add a lot of flavor. I think. Yeah. So choosing your army, th- that's also a bit different, because uh, in 8th edition you have the percentages, and yeah. uh, you don't... I don't know. I, I think there is some limit to how many duplicates you can take. But I, I don't know that for sure. Uh, and in 6th edition it's more like it's... it's per uh, thousand points it's something like... Yeah, it's, it's slots. Yeah, um, and then the slots incre- increases. So it's like in forty k, you had slots, but it's like that. But you get more slots the higher points you go. You yeah. can't take a lord until you go to two thousand points. No, exactly. I I like that. I think I do like when characters don't take over too much. When you have like unkillable characters or something, I I do like that aspect of and just playing with more just shitty heroes or something that are. They give some flavor, but they're they're still like they they won't. I don't know. I like that concept in a way that they're not yeah. overpowered at least, or if that makes sense. But, yeah, yeah. You, you really have to think like if the characters will be will be worth it. It's yeah. not like you take killing machines, really. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I I don't <laughs> have any. I haven't tried either. I I think the way I've played, I think Eighth Edition has worked okay. Um, but I don't. I I have no. I, I wouldn't mind this being either way, sort of. I don't see both. Yeah. Both of them are meant so you could so to regulate players, right? And I, I would only want to play with people who self-regulate anyway to try to have a nice and balanced list. It's, it's uh, interesting with the the like the list building things in general. Yeah, because I mean, technically, things should be balanced by the points that they cost. Yeah, that's true. But uh, it's like certain types of units. Like if you spam them, it gets yeah. really strong. Like yeah. ranged units, mostly. Yeah, I guess. And also, maybe it's just for like the the aesthetics of an army, also that you yeah. you want to have. I mean, yeah, it makes sense that most are the the core, <laughs> the shitty yeah. core. It's like um, in thirty k as well. Like you you have the elites, but mm-hmm. then you can take a right of war that you can yeah. take all elites. Yeah. So that kind of makes it pointless, really, to have restrictions on them in the first place. Yeah, but then you have restrictions with the right of war, I guess, that can... Yeah, but, I mean, not that much. Like, in the early rights of war, they had, like, punishing restrictions. Yeah. <laughs> but then they kind of got rid of all of them. And then, like, the, the armored breakthrough is like, oh, yeah, you want to play all tanks and only get benefits? Go ahead. Oh, but, yeah. but then what's, what's the point? Like, you were only supposed to have, like, three tanks. Yeah. When 32 came out first, because mm-hmm. they were supposed to be strong, and now we can take all of them. It's um, a, a bit weird, but uh, yeah, yeah so we'll see how our, that. Our, our army building can go anyway. Yeah, no uh, big, 
yeah. <clears throat> no big thoughts there. Okay, so what do we go into next? Like movement and stuff, maybe? We take the different faces or something? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, nor the normal movement stuff is the same, right? There's no big differences with how you move units. I, I really like in fantasy that um, the different races are so different stat-wise. Yeah, that yeah. are really slow and elves are fast. Yeah, I, I definitely won't, wouldn't remove the movement value because that, that's awesome, I think. And I... Well, this is in movement and I would not like random charges in the game. Yeah? Okay, yeah, yeah. So in, <clears> in, 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 I'm thinking in, about in, this because like, yeah. not pre-measuring is a bit old school and I don't think that would go down super well oh, probably. in this kind of game. But I would really like some kind of like initiative thing where you move a regiment at a time so like that way you won't be able to charge with everything. So like if you get initiative, then you can charge with that that unit that you had in range. Yeah. Uh but then uh it's the other player's turn and then he can counter charge with another unit or something. That you have to kind of think like that. Oh, so you would it... break up the old sort of my turn, then it's your turn thing and have more alternating things in that sense? Yeah. Yes. Oh interesting. Okay. And also, that, that's, uh, they did a, in the, the Apocalypse game, which yeah. I just want to mention again. It's a fucking awesome rule set. They yeah. got like no hype at all. No one plays it. But it's like the most fun Games Workshop game I've played in a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they should take some cues from that system, which is yeah. the old Epic system, really. Oh. But say, say that if they wouldn't do that, because that might be a bit. We don't know. But. By, but um... Um, so 6th uh, edition your charge range is double your movement and 8th edition it's movement plus 2d6 right? Yeah. Um, so um, and like well that would be okay if we take the extremes like a dwarf a dwarf in 6th edition could maximum charge 6 inches right? Yeah. And in 8th edition they would charge between 5 and uh, 15. 15. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is a huge difference, right? I mean, fifth, if you compare... Um, because 5 is close to 6 inches, but 15 is just crazy much higher. Uh, whereas if you take cavalry then, which are meant to be like super good in 6th edition, right? Because they charge 16. Uh, yeah. And in 8th edition, you have the swift strides. So you, you take the two highest out of three dice. Um, but okay, so 8, they would go between 10 and 20 then? No, wait, what am I saying? Yeah. yeah. If, you, if your movement is 8, you could go from 10 to 20, but pushing it towards the top, whereas in 6th edition, it's always 16, right? Yeah. So still, 8th edition has a longer charge there also for cavalry, I guess. Potentially, yeah, right? It's I mean, only like 5-inch difference between a horse rider and a dwarf. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. Hmm. Hmm. That is true. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that. I don't have strong opinions to this. Actually, I could, I could go either way. I think I haven't. Tr- you, you have the benefit that you've tried playing Eighth Edition. I haven't tried playing Sixth Edition yet, so you are more experienced in this case with these questions. But um, yeah, yeah I mean, I, people always like bring up dwarves as like a problem with mm-hmm. that kind of movement. But mm-hmm. I play dwarves, and I know other people who play dwarves that are like they're fine with it. Like they know what they sign up for. Yeah, and, and I guess dwarves are not meant to be like the charging <laughs> <no>. <laughs> most of the time anyway. And then, as you said, like, well, it's, 
after a couple of turns, people, you know, overrun and stuff and units end up at crazy places and you will be able to charge anyway. Yeah, I, I charge all the times with my dwarves. Yeah. Like, pe- people, like, wh- when you think of, like, the, the perfect idea of the game as well, you only think, like, the first couple of turns. Mm-hmm. But, like, after a couple of commas, like, units are all over the place. And you yeah. get new, new chances to, to charge it. Yeah, like I don't it, know if the random thing would be like that. It gives more excitement in a way that you're like, "Ooh, this is a bit." I mean, it, I guess it adds that sort of. You have to. It's a, a gambling, right? Like, mm, mm. should I try to charge this unit? It's unlikely that I get there. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that it's the best or not, but I'm just saying that at least that's some aspect of it that you have, and that you don't know exactly if a unit. But then, I mean, it's a strategy game. If you know how long a unit can go it makes it easier to plan your strategy i guess <laughs> i don't know i'm uh yeah i i could go either way for this one also but you you would rather have the the, the sixth edition in this case yes yeah. but yeah. like with a with a with a change like probably not mm-hmm. pre-measured yeah yeah so let's take the pre-measure thing straight away now because uh we did actually try that for our game uh because we've been talking about it like uh because Manfred is uh, pretty, he's uh, he, he's uh, sixth edition curious, definitely, um, and we've been talking about like ah, oh, but that seems like a fun part of sixth edition, the the guest range thing, uh, and no pre measuring. Uh, so we tried this game, and I mean, it was very the, interesting with like both guest range stuff uh, and like, no pre measuring, and like the random charge movement that made it pretty interesting actually. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. No, but um, uh, I feel like uh, this is definitely something you can train and get better at, which yeah. is good and bad, right? Because it's nice if you can become a better player by playing a lot and learning the game in, in one way. Although I guess that could be, you know, a bit harsher against newer players in that sense. I mean, and it makes it uneven. And on the other hand, it was also like, since our board is made up of six smaller tiles, it was a mm-hmm. lot of, you know, okay, well, I know what that distance is, so this distance should be that, which is in one way feels like, well, you're, not, it doesn't feel like cheating maybe, but it's just, you know, oh, well, I'm almost measuring anyway. Yeah, um, it's crazy that they came out with those boards when Fantasy was still using yes range weapons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, without them, that would be harder. But, but then it's also like, well, still, you would, to guess range, you, you would have to use something, right? I mean, to guess it in your mind, you would anyway try to calculate it by using whatever you see, right? That's how your mind would work. So I guess that ju- this just makes it a bit easier. Um, I don't know what I think about it. I haven't tried it enough. I, I did not really like the way the artillery thing worked because I just, I, I think it was just, it just <laughs> made it mess, it, it take, made it take more time in a way. Um, because uh, so in eighth edition you you basically okay if, if you throw a stone tr- thrower right you you say where you want the template you hold it there and then you roll the scatter die and that's you know it'll either be right on the mark or it scatters um, and in sixth edition you first guess how far it is where you want to place the thing right so no. uh, so okay if you knew that like th- th- that is a, like a guess thing. And then if you're lucky, you would end up on the right spot, right? So I could understand that. But then you add an artillery die, which even then, if you knew how far it was, I mean, if you're trained enough to say, this is 30 inches, that would be on the unit. Then you add a random factor anyway, 
which I guess would be equal to the scatter dice then. But yeah. I didn't really get that. It's like, do you have two unknown factors in a way? In 8th edition, you just have one own unknown factor or something. Yeah. I, I thought it made it a bit too complicated in a, in a way. Yeah. It's just the uh, artillery is just so devastating when it hits. I don't know if it's like that in 8th yeah. edition as well, but in 6th uh, edition, you don't get any armor saves from artillery ever. Oh, no, I think you do in this. It depends on the strength in 8th edition. So if it's a stone sword, it's like strength 3, so that won't be yeah, too bad. So you, yeah, exactly. So like a stone sword is only strength 4 in the blast, so mm. that's only minus 1. So yeah. you'll probably survive, but like a strength 4 hit and no armor saves in 6th edition is really Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, then I understand that you need to have it more. I feel like... Also, like my dwarves, yeah. they have ruins of accuracy, so they get to reroll the scatter die. Mm. So I have a pretty... If I guess the, the range correctly, I have a pretty good chance of just hitting it, and yeah. that's a really devastating hit. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I, I don't like in 8th edition that the, they didn't change your or anything, because they basically kept the old system, mm -hmm. but that you could always guess the range. So it's okay. not a guess range. Like it's, I, I wish they would have done something differently because mm -hmm. cannons is like the lamest thing that people just say like 10 from the back. So yeah, that's a bit boring. They're like guessing the range. See my, my air quotes through the recording. They're guessing <laughs> the range 10 inches yeah. in front of the unit and then rolling the, how far it goes. Yeah. So basically yeah, that's, a bit weird. that's a bit weird. Maybe they have to, yeah. Somehow rework re that. That coupled with uh, the fact that it's true line of sight, so you can see through forests. Mm -hmm. They can always just shoot big targets. That, and yeah. that's like people complain that they can't use dragons or griffins or shit in 8th edition because they'll just get sniped by cannons because it's just so easy to use them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we talked but, about a lot about We can take that. We can, yeah, maybe we can yeah, take we're it. Ahead, I think, but yeah, that's, well, we can take it with the shooting, but. We're already all over the place. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I feel like the games we played, artillery can be pretty devastating, especially, as you said, against like monster stuff. When you snipe something or like a, when a character is hit, like <laughs> when Dara's wizard was hit by a, basically like a, a mortar and he took D6 wounds or whatever that thing had, uh, and he, then it just sniped him because you got a direct hit. So... Um, I don't know exactly how that, but on the other hand, it feels like artillery just misfire and then break down. Anyway, <laughs> they kill themselves as much. Um, yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see, like if it, also if they'll even use templates anymore. Yeah, or, that's uh, true. Hmm? Or if what they'll just do like D six strength, yeah. whatever hits D six wounds, like yeah. more like forty k. Yeah, that's true. But with some kind of random factor, they can blow up. Yeah, I mean, it could definitely speed up the game because these things are like, yeah. Uh, but you have the fun thing of like scattering onto your own units and stuff. That's always fun with artillery. That you need to have that sort of risk thing. I, I um, gotta say though, like guess range weaponry is so satisfying when you mm -hmm. like get a spot on hit. Like yeah. that's the highlight of all my games. Is like fuck yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. Uh, are there anything else with movement that we had? I don't think we had more. Something um, well, major there. How was it with the reform it's and stuff? stiff, actually, in movement. Like, mm -hmm. if you want to move sideways, you're pretty much screwed. 
Yeah. Because you have to basically like turn around and that takes a whole turn just to like pivot to the left. Because when you oh, turn yeah. in sixth edition, you turn each individual guy, so you change formation. Oh, okay. So you, you you can't reform the whole unit, sort of. No, and move. Okay. But like I'm not sure what I think of that. I kinda like it because you can't just switch around everything because in eighth edition you can do the twist reform and then move. Yeah, and but not, mar- you, not march. You can't, you can't march. No, it's just... But still, a... you can move pretty far, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure what I think of it, because it is nice for you mm-hmm. to be able to move your units, mm-hmm. but it kind of detracts from the, like, where you deployed your stuff. Makes it uh, much harder yeah. to get in flank charges, I think, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's very easy to just, oh, well, I'll reform. It's basically yeah. o- only when you're... When you're already when you're charged by two units, that you can get a flank charge, feels like yeah. it makes it, it makes it like easier to de- deploy. It doesn't make it, it as punishing to deploy wrong. And I think sixth edition in general is more punishing than eighth edition. To, mm-hmm. Like if you do something wrong, you'll get punished for it. Mm-hmm. But if you do something right, then you'll get rewarded. Mm-hmm. And it's like eighth edition is a more like level playing field, mm-hmm. unless you have better units. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but um, uh, so uh, yeah, this is ma- yeah, and magic. I know that magic is a big. <laughs> I oh, the crazy I, magic of eighth edition. I, how did you feel? I'll actually surprise you and say that I do like the winds of magic thing in eighth edition. No, huh? I, I I think it's a good system because sixth edition magic is. Actually, not the best. Like I'll, I'll admit it because you used to, you pay for the wizards and then you have like a fixed amount of power dice. Oh, d- 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 depending on how many wizards you have, right? Yeah, and then the enemy has a fixed amount of d- uh, this. The uh, it's called the spell dice. Mm-hmm. Um, and if like if you have more power dice and he has the spell dice, like way more. Like mm-hmm. if you have eight power dice and he has three dispel dice, mm-hmm. then you'll totally dominate the magic. Okay. But if he has way more de- like dispel dice, if you only bring like a level two wizard to the win game, mm-hmm. and he brings a lot of magic defense and has like uh, six the uh, dispel dice, and you have three paradise or four paradise, you'll never get a spell off. Like okay. throughout the game, it will just be very one sided. Each turn, the same thing will happen. Mm-hmm. While in eighth edition, you almost always get well, you you always get at least one spell off as the like caster because yeah. you get two dice and he gets the highest mm-hmm. you'll always have more dice mm-hmm. unless he has some kind of item to to boost it but like you'll always have the slight edge as the caster yeah so i, I then, do like it. it's a good system it's kind of fun also that you get some you know ah oh, fuck when we get four dice this this win you know the wins of magic yeah. are, are low uh, and then the next is like oh 12 dice oh my god Oh my god, what are we gonna do? Um, and um, it's like it's fun with the with the irresistible thing. You can always, you know, uh, there's always a chance to stop something or to get something through by just having several sixes. Um, yeah. But then I, there are there are of course some the, the, spells that are a bit overpowered that needs to be yeah needs to be nerfed. <laughs> I think I. I, I still find it quite weird, the like irresistible force and miscast 
Like I'm so used to miscast being double one and resistible. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. But I kind of uh, like that in one way. It's like it's a, like a risk of using too much power. Yeah, that that's cool. But uh, but that sure. you just feel like oh sixes are good. But I, I mean, I guess in a way it's like oh it's, you, they get a spell off with so much power that okay, no one can stop the spell, but it's always also gonna hurt you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess which number that comes up doesn't really. It could have been double one still, right? That wouldn't have been a. Yeah, uh, and that, it feels more like a fail. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I I do like that the the effects are pretty nasty. Like in sixth edition, they're they are always lame. Like, I like yeah. oh, it's mostly just like the the magic face ends. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. like almost every result feels like. It's a lot of losing wounds or losing power dice. Or if you're unlucky, like uh, maybe <laughs> someone was in uh, in the game we played, uh, you get sucked into oblivion and, and yeah. <laughs> with half your unit. Uh, but that's fun. I love I love that. Um, but I haven't played lots with these like like the purple sun and stuff when it's like oh you know take a toughness test or die or initiative test or die these things that I guess can be very devastating. Each uh, side had one of those spells. The, you guys yeah. had final trans- transmutation. Yeah, we had pit of shades, I think, but oh, yeah, none of them went off. No, no, we don't. We didn't. Uh, maybe we tried to use our transmutation once or something. Yes, um, but we spelled it, but then you got another spell off that killed the entire unit. Okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I I really do like the uh, just the buffing and hexing spells where you have like, oh shit, here's a combat coming, and oh, it's gonna be tight. I just, but if I can just get plus one strength to my unit or something. I think that's I love that kind of part when it's like oh, I just need, really need to buff them and maybe that will help me win this combat sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not doesn't take over too much sort of in a way. I don't know, but I like I like yeah. that part of the magic. But uh... quite strong, you say. It's a pretty strong effect. Mm, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Put it on a unit that's already good, mm-hmm. like it's, and it's as easy to cast on like a really good unit could be like super devastating. Like that's like also like you gotta decide what. What spell to let through and what which one to dispel? Yeah. So it's a fun yeah. little mind game. <laughs> yeah, I think it, the eighth edition magic is more engaging. But I gotta say, like, what I don't like about it is the the power level add on. Yeah, it's always better to have a, lo- a level four than to have yeah. two level twos. Like, there's no point because they 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 can always dispel. You always use the highest for the dispel. Yeah, but and also gosh. for for casting as well. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you're a level four, you have four spells, and you always get plus four. If you have two level twos, you have the same <laughs> amount of spells, but you just get plus two for each of your castings. Yeah, that's true. Um, and they did add the thing that okay, but a spell always fails on a one, two, or three total or something. So you can't just I'm yeah. a level four. I'll just throw one dice because I'll be that'll be like six points anyway, and that's all I need. But then you know if you roll a a two, that won't be enough anyway. Of that, but but yeah, I, I agree with you there. Maybe and maybe with the dispel thing that it should be like the closest wizard can dispel or something that makes sense, or like I only just, a wi- I think they should get rid of the, the pluses. You oh, reduce, yeah, oh. reduce the casting values a bit mm. on all the spells mm. oh, yeah, and just uh, remove it. I mean, mm. you being a level four is like a, a buff in its own right that you have four spells and you can use six dice, yeah. The, it's just the amount of dice you can use per spell, so that like only level four wizards can cast the the higher level spells anyway. 
you, they don't have to add on like the plus four to be mm -hmm. able to cast it because yeah. they're the only ones that can cast enough dice to get it off in the first place. Oh, so, well, but anyone can throw any number of dice though in eighth edition. Oh, can they in eighth edition? Yeah. Ah, yeah? oh, so are you limited by your level to how many spells or dice you can use? Yeah, it's your level plus one. That's how many dice you can use in six. Oh, okay, okay, but maybe that that could be a cool combination. That I would be up for that, like removing the plus thing and and having instead a limit on how many dice. Yeah, mm, I can be a f <gasps> the marriage. The perfect edition is coming. <laughs> um, so shooting, we talked about the the line of sight thing, and that that is definitely so. Uh, in sixth edition, you can't shoot through a unit, never, right? Just yeah. like a, and you don't look at th true line of sight then in that case, or you just sort of draw a line. Is that the way, or how does it work? Yeah, you, you just draw like the the arc, yeah, of the unit. Uh, mm -hmm. The only thing you can shoot like above a unit is large targets. Oh yeah, if there's a large target, yeah, that you're targeting, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and, and in, eighth, uh, in eighth edition, you instead count that as hard cover, which would be a minus two to hit, which makes it very hard to hit usually. So, yeah. unlikely shots, but still possible. But um, no effect on war machines. The, like that. No, that, that is a problem. I think it works for normal shooting units, because then it's like, ah, goddammit, hardcover, I, I don't think I would do this, because now I'm hitting on sevens or something, you know, and it's, it's super unlikely. But as you said, something needs to be fixed for war machines, how they work, like a cannon yeah. and shit. Because but also, uh, terrain, like, terrain is a super big thing. Yeah. But blocks line of sight in sixth edition. Mm -hmm. I could also be up for that. I mean, because now it's like, oh, it's a forest, so it's minus one to hit. And that's not a big deal. And as you said, for cannon, that just ignores it then. Uh, yeah. Or you have to go down and look like, oh, I think I think I can see your shoulders through there, sort of. I could definitely yeah. see you there. That, that also Which would make it a bit more streamlined, with if you could just from above be like, no, that unit can't shoot at that unit because this thing is in the way. Easy yeah, and it, it's weird that they like moved away from the game being abstract when it's still like blocks of infantry like marching right next to each other and they're like, oh no, I'm slightly out of arc, so now my 50 guys can't see your guys standing yeah. right next to them. Yeah. <laughs> the whole game is really abstract. And yeah. if you, you like mixed 50-50 between like realism and abstract. That's mm -hmm. just weird. Yeah, it makes it a bit hard. Um, but I do, I mean, things like, okay, if you have a unit of longbows, they would, they would shoot over at, like a unit of pikemen in front of them. That's how it would work, right? So, you know, the real, realism in some cases, though. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that specifically, I think there should be like a rule for them. Oh, yeah, like, that you have special weapons general. that are like... I, I do like that, that rule in 8th uh, in edition, uh, where bows have uh, volley fire, or whatever it's called, like... Every I other guy in the rank after the second rank yeah. can fire bows. Yeah, yeah. They lob the arrows. That, that makes mm -hmm. sense. I, and I really like that rule. Mm -hmm. Did you, were you okay with having two ranks firing instead of one? I don't think it makes that big of a difference. I, I still think that shooting is, for the most part, not that big of a deal. Depends yeah. on the army, I guess. But There was, like... Yeah, with, you guys didn't have that much shooting, but like the, all of the Empire units fire like twice as many shots as in 6th edition. Yep. Both the pistoliers because they shoot twice and they usually just shoot, shoot once in 6th edition. Mm. Uh, and then the handgunners. But yeah, I can't really say after just one game 
that he made that much of a difference. It felt like yeah. it was mostly chaff killing chaff anyway in this case. It was just like uncle horse archers killing uh, handgunners, killing other bowmen, killing... I don't know. Uh, yeah. The grey lights were not shut down that much by, by arrows or something. No, I, I'm not super mad about it. I'm, I'm fine no. with two ranks firing. No, but something... I, yeah, yeah. I think we could find a compromise there. One thing, uh, definitely the 6th edition, like the large target thing that you get plus one to hit on large target. That's just removed in 8th edition. And I wouldn't mind having that. Because yeah, you still have the large target rule, but it doesn't really do anything. I think, I don't think, there might be something where it says like, oh, I, well, like that large targets, you have to see if they're like 25% covered by terrain to give a bonus or something. I don't know. It's a bit weird. Um... So yeah, yeah, definitely things to learn from both sides there as well. That's what I'm hoping that I mean because I, yeah, there are good things in both, and if they could just make the best edition ever, who knows? We could do it. We could invent it. <laughs> um, or could we? Now we're getting to close combat. This is where we're gonna become enemies, and it's gonna break. <laughs> um, okay, uh, chargers fighting first. Or yeah. uh, this is a big this is deal breaker. I, I, I don't this is something I could not accept. <laughs> I really don't like that aspect. That said, um, I wouldn't mind have a, some more bonus for the ones who are charging. Because in eighth edition it's just like, oh you get plus one to combat resolution. And that's not that big. You would feel like you would have something more, maybe I don't know. An extra attack? Could that work? An extra strength thing? Could that work? I don't know. Uh, and especially cavalry would need some rules to make them more. Because like a cavalry charging, they get bonus to strength if they have a spear or a lance. That's their thing, right? But they mm-hmm. don't strike first with that lance, even though you know then couldn't just the lance have always strikes first or something? And that rule has its own problems, I know. But if you think of a cavalry charging into a unit, standing there but it's it's always hard because okay if that unit are spearmen you would see them just getting the lance would strike first right and then you should have some sort of impact hits from a horse because a horse is a fucking big thing but they don't have any impact hits only chariots do um whereas if horses are then charging like spears or pikemen who would hit first then and could you have rules for all of that or or does that make it too complicated then if it well, depends pike, on pikemen in the sixth have uh, always strikes first against cavalry. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. There are some rules, uh, some things where you know it just breaks the immersion. Where it's like this doesn't feel like it makes sense, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, you mostly have problem with like slow units strike first against fast units, right? Like orcs yeah. fighting first against elves. Yeah, so, uh... that, that that breaks the immersion for me. But that's something I don't like. But if the I wouldn't mind orcs attacking elves, elves fighting first, but then the orcs, you know, because of their momentum, would get some other bonus. If it's a strength bonus or an extra attack bonus or something. Um, extra attack yeah. is from, from like 40k and 30k, right? Uh, maybe that could work. I don't know. That's, that's something I would like to see. Uh, and I, I also cannot accept that you can't strike back if you know the thing where in sixth edition, if all your guys in the front rank are killed, then no one can fight back. That also yeah. because you know these are 
the, they wouldn't just stand there, you know, oh shit, they were all cut down. They, this would be a mass of people, lines clashing together, <laughs> people laying dead in the mud, stamp, trampling each other. Ugh. Yeah, it, it is... It is hard to explain. It's also like a, a very abstract thing with the game that also that a regiment is not really a regiment of like 10 guys or 20 guys. Mm-hmm. Like in the rulebook, it says like it is weird that you don't have units of like 200. Oh, yeah. thousand guys. Mm-hmm. But then they say like 200 elves versus 3,000 orcs is the same as 20 high elves versus 300 orcs or something. Oh, like, yeah. It's just like Relative, relative masses of bodies clashing. So, yeah. Uh, but I still think yeah. they should. They would be able to fight back, even if it's a thousand or a hundred. Yeah, it's like it. It's really weird when you think of it like that. Like mm. each part per se, like attackers charging first. Will that always make sense? No. Guys not being able to strike back. Will that make sense? No. Mm. But it works like game mechanically very yeah, well. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think 8th edition combat also works. in 6th edition as well. Like, you charge in, you know that you will strike first and you will be able to, like, pick off a couple of guys. Mm. And if you pick off, like, two or three guys, that's a huge difference if you kill two or three. Mm. Because not only do you get the combat resolution, but you, like, deny attacks coming back, back at you. Mm. So, like, you have very, very few dice rolls in 6th edition, but they're all very important. Yeah, really like. Yeah, well, I mean, eighth edition can be very sloggy, right? Yeah, in eighth edition, like you charge in, you don't really get a bonus, and then you just like wail at each other, Mm. and then you do loads of damage. Mm. But it it feels like they don't matter that much, even though you kill a lot. Yeah, if it's just a huge unit with a lot of ranks, they won't care anyway. You just have to try to break them with combat resolution or something. But then you can't do that if they have the steadfast. Yeah, uh, and everyone has a battle standard bear. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think it's there that I think they need to rework because morale is not as brittle in 8th edition as in 6th. And I think some sort of middle ground could be fun there. Yeah, uh, I, I, I really enjoy... I don't know if I enjoy it because I played 30k a lot and like morale has basically no effect. Like, why do Space Marines even have a leadership value? Mm, yeah, they should just be fearless. Yeah, but I, I really like it in, in sex edition because uh, psychology is a really big part, and also there's like a big span in leadership. Like regular mm-hmm. humans only have leadership seven. Yeah, that's super low, and like they will run. Mm. And you have to like think about that in a battle. Like if you have low leadership guys, like you're like Skaven and goblins, like they'll, they'll run. Like you can try and make them run. You don't have to kill them all. Mm. You can just like cause panic mm-hmm. and and that's a lot of fun but i feel like psychology doesn't do a lot in eighth edition maybe because people thought it was too punishing and then they yeah i think it. but i think some sort of middle yeah. ground would be I, I think that could be good i mean sometimes a uh, chaos chariot runs away because some dogs <laughs> run away through it uh, and then they all run off the board that can happen um it's yeah. not too good um <laughs> I do. You know, with what they've done in their newer games, Games Workshop, mm-hmm. like you, you take casualties rather. Like the whole oh, unit yeah. doesn't move somewhere. You just remove mm-hmm. models like casualties. That is interesting because you would see, like, oh, some people are breaking, sort of, maybe. 
Uh, yeah. That could work. That could balance it out, with, uh, I think. Um, by how much you lose combat or something. Yeah, maybe it's one of the guys on the chariot just bails. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the, <laughs> the horses bail. And <laughs> they're just stuck there. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, but t- tell me about how fear and terror works, because I'm interested about that in 6th edition. I think they sound cool. Fear is like super brutal and terror. Mm-hmm. But fear yeah. is super brutal because like you can have it as an army-wide special, like mm-hmm. on the undead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you fight something that causes fear and they win a combat, if they outnumber you, then you automatically break. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they will chase you. Mm. And I guess so, they will usually be quite a lot of... I just think of like hordes of spearmen, uh, skeletons or something. Yeah, so people are fucking scared shitless. Yeah. Isn't uh, it something that you have to pass leadership to charge them also? Yes. Is that for fear? Yeah. 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 And also when they charge you, you have to take a fear test, and if you fail, you only hit oh. us in the first uh, round. Okay, but you don't run away. That's, but that's for terror, right? Terror, if you yeah. start your turn within six inches of a terror-causing unit, yeah. you have to take a, a leadership test or you will run straight away from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I do like that with monsters and stuff. Yeah. Um, in eighth, you have to take a leadership test when you're charged by terror-causing units uh, or run away from it, then, or you have to flee, sort of. Um, but as you said, I mean, then usually leadership, a test, a leadership test in eighth edition is usually not a problem. Um, yeah, so it doesn't make that but much of a deal. In the sixth edition, like terror bombing was a pretty common thing. So I've mm-hmm. been told, that, like if you have a dragon and you just land it in the middle of the enemy army, yeah, and they all have <gasps> to us. But like that's, I, I think that's fucking awesome. That's super. Yeah, that does like, make sense, right? <laughs> a dragon lands in the like the rear lines of an empire army, and yeah. like the spearmen <gasps> are sees it behind them, and they're like, yeah. fuck, fuck, run away. <laughs> I do like that. I think definitely something like that would uh, be fun to have back. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of the, the, the way fear works, especially when I'm playing my dwarf. And because they have super high leadership all over the board. Ah, uh, but, but very still, few like, lumber. Same against fear. Oh, yeah. So if they mm-hmm. use, like, if they get charged in the side by a fear causing unit, they'll mm-hmm. lose all their. Combat resolution, mm. and they'll probably run, mm. even though they have leadership nine. Mm. So in eighth uh, edition, you take a fear check in the start of every combat phase, and if you fail, your weapon skill one, basically. So I guess you're like, oh, so scared of fighting them. Um, I think it's usually a bit annoying because you're always like, oh shit, did I remember the fear ch- test? It's a yeah. lot of fear to keep track of. On the other hand, it really saved my unit of rot knights <laughs> because they could just couldn't be killed. Um, I think it's weird that they that like it's every close combat phase though. Yeah. Like, sometimes your your whole unit is afraid of them. Sometimes they're not. <laughs> Maybe it could just be like a fear unit is minus one to hit. Always something like that could work. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, or yeah, like, be, be, like, like once they fought them a while, they should overcome the fear. Yeah, or or it's like the first turn of a combat. Yeah, minus one to hit for fear or something. Yeah, uh, or you're uh, and you could be maybe minus one leadership or something when you're yeah. fighting fear or something. I don't know. Maybe that would make more sense. 
Um, yeah, or like, uh, yeah, if they, they change the morale thing around that you take casualties, maybe you just take another casualty or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That could be, mm, yeah. I think, I think we have had a very nice, polite discussion. <laughs> and uh, and I, think, I think we definitely see some benefits of both editions that I hope, I mean, they could marry together into the perfect new edition. It'll probably just end up like, Sixth edition players hate it. Eighth edition players hate it. <laughs> they just keep playing our own. The, the yeah. thing about like new editions, though, like people have tried. Like there are a bunch of different versions. I know, like there's one guy in Germany that one. Some Spanish guys have done one. Like there's Warhammer Renaissance, and then oh, ninth like, edition, and oh, the that's right. Warhammer Army Project ninth edition. Yeah, like loads of people are doing it, but like, mm. yeah, you can't. You can't unite everyone behind a fan-made thing. No, it has to be supported by Games Workshop for people to actually yeah. try to... Even if it's crap, if it's got the Games Workshop seal of approval, people yeah. will play. Yeah, but hopefully Games Workshop can check out these it's different fan-made... It's going to ruin our, our nice conversation, but that's exactly what happened with 8th edition. They just released a crap edition and slapped Games Workshop on it, and people abandoned a good edition for it. Oh, <laughs> the good seventh edition. I've heard so much good about seventh edition. Seventh edition had like a really solid rule set, with just like oh, yeah. super harsh codex creep that ruined the whole thing. Oh, okay. That's also yeah. There will also be always be problems with with the hobby with uh, power creep and everything like that. But um, but yeah, yeah. Mm, well, looking forward to it anyway. It's gonna be interesting. Um, so let's set us up for the game that we we played. Then we actually had Nicholas over to our workplace and played some Eighth Edition. It was like a, a four thousand point game. Um, so no, wait, no, it was an eight thousand point game, right? We were we had two thousand points per player. It was me with my Nurgle together with Dara's Empire. <laughs> Bit weird combination, yes. <laughs> But we were just so we could face off against uh, both Kislev and Manfred's Bretonians. Yeah. Like a crazy cavalry list. Uh, and it was really fun. Uh, so what do you say? Music break, and then we go to ourselves in the studio. Sounds good. In the, go, in, in the live, in the, not in the studio, in the, in the field, maybe. Yeah, the, the den of science.
Okay, so 2,000 points of Chaos Warriors. Uh, I'm going to bring a Chaos Sorcerer Lord, level 3. And he's going to take the lore of Nurgle, of course. And then he's going to be in a unit with, uh, I think, 18 Chaos Warriors with shields. And in the same unit, I have my Battle Standard Bearer. Which, who I tried, I gave him the scaly skin thing, so he is, uh, he, he will ba basically have like a one plus save. <laughs> and then I gave him the banner of swiftness, so the unit will have plus one to its movement. I think that's all for them. My other lore, well, no, other hero is a, a level two uh, beastman, Bray Shaman. It's going to take lore of beasts. And he's in a unit of gores, my own pox gores, trademark. And they have full command and additional hand weapons. And Mark of Nurgle. Everything in the army, basically, that can has Mark of Nurgle. Then, so that's like my two blocks of infantry, like Chaos Warriors. Uh, and um, yeah, it's basically 20 in each block. Chaos Warriors and then the Gores. And then I have 15 Plague Bearers. Full command as well. Then I have two units of five Warhounds to go around and harass. And they have poisoned attacks. Can't give them Mark of Nurgle, but at least that makes them a bit more thematic, I think. Then I have my Rot Knights, three of them. They're Monsters Cavalry from the Tamarkan book, and they have the Mark of Nurgle and uh, Ensorcelled Blades, and they're riding their Rot Beasts. So they're pretty tough. They have, like, uh, regeneration and stuff. Pretty hard to kill. Um, I also have a Chariot with, uh, no, no extra upgrades. I guess he's Mark of Nurgle as well. And last but not least, Mr. Cow himself. We have the Cygor. It's going to be throwing stones, hopefully not on himself, hopefully on Nicholas' face. We'll see. Yeah, and Nicholas, what are you bringing? Yes, this 8th edition army projects list. Oh. Check that out. Oh, uh, I, they have a lot of cool options, but I can only take what I have, basically. Mm -hmm. So I have three units of 10 uh, Lancers and a 10-man unit of Griffin Legion. And four units of five light horse. And what are they on? Are they bows or? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Shit. 15 Cossars, the inventory, oh. led by a Hetman, not a Boyar anymore. The Boyar is lower than this list, and a Hetman is the hero. Oh. So a Hetman. Uh, and then they're led by a level four Ice Witch bitch on a yeah, horse. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And then <laughs> and there's else. a level one. Fuck, I forgot her. <gasps> That's uh, okay, I forgot one as well. You can else. borrow something. <laughs> I'll have to buy some magic banners or some shit. Uh, mm -hmm. And then a, a the Boyar, which is a lord now. He's been offered to a lord on a horse. Mm -hmm. oh, the lovely paint scheme from uh, the cover of... Uh, what's it called again? Uh, the Riders of the Dead? Riders of the Dead, yeah. Mm. The war paint. Yeah? And is there a Galloper gun coming also? No. No, no Galloper no, gun. No. Oh, okay. They don't... Uh, well, I don't know. Can you take them in the army project? Uh, yeah, they, but he has a separate list for regiments of renown, I guess. Where yeah. you would take it from. They have this, uh, like, uh, uh, organ gun kind of thing. Oh! Um, cool but I, I don't really have a model for that. I could use the old Empire one for that. It would look pretty good, actually. Because mm -hmm. it's a bit smaller than the newer Hellblaster. Mm -hmm. Oh, yep. Lots of horses. Lots and lots. Okay, Manfred, 2,000 points of Bretonians. What are you bringing? Yeah, the army is led by uh, a Bretonian lord on a hippogriff. 
uh, with uh, a bunch of virtues. Yeah, stuff. yeah we don't have, it doesn't have <laughs> yeah. to be all the virtues. Uh, two paladins, one on a royal <laughs> barded <laughs> pegasus, and another one on a warhorse with a battle standard bearer. And also joining the Grail Knights is a damsel. Um, and as for core, we have two big units of Knights of the Realm and one unit of Knights Errant. We need the young boys here as well. Oh, yeah, they learn look, to they be look men. Eager to prove themselves. Yeah. Followed by three Pegasus Knights and eight Grail Knights. Damn. Yeah. It's a lot of horses. Did you bring enough hay? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Dara, my teammate, what's in your 2000 points empire list? Uh, lots of spearmen. Yes. Uh, we have some inner circle knights, uh, some halberdier detachments, some handgunner detachments. Oh, for the spearmen unit? For or? the spearmen unit. Okay, yeah. cool. That will be interesting. Uh, we have a hellblaster volley gun, a great cannon, steam tank, and we are led by a uh, level four battle wizard lord with lore of metal. Nice. And the pistoliers and, are they? In? Oh, pistoliers yeah. and and an engineer, uh, maybe engineer. Yeah, yeah. cool. And the hurricane. Oh, hurricane! Of course, we Very. can't forget. No, <laughs> we're going to be the unlikely allies team. Yes, yes, yes. We don't know if it's corrupted empire or uh, <laughs> converted yeah, chaos yeah, marines. Maybe they could be either. They've seen the light. We could change yeah, by turn. Yeah. <laughs> So Niklas, what has happened? Turn one. Turn one, we moved forward. All the uh, cavalry. <laughs> yeah, all the cavalry rushed forward. And we got rid of both the, the, the flanking dogs. Oh, and my dogs ran through my chariot and the chariot ran off the board. So yay. So that was, that was good. <laughs> and then uh, not much more happened. And then in turn two, we kind of got stuck in. In our turn one, I tried to charge you with my rot knights. Yeah. And you fled with your Elsa queen. Um... But, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then we're still kind of stuck there. And this is turn two. So we're stuck there, and then our turn two, we also charge the Knight Errants, the Chaos Warriors, that have now been flanked by a steam tank. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's all up in the air right now. And the Griffin Legion is, has charged the Rot Knights, but they're holding so far. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you charge your Goat Herd into my Light Horse in that flank as well. Oh, and the Cygor is against... The Knights of the Realm. Yeah. Another fun moment. Uh, Manfred, what happened in the magic phase? Well, my damsel got sucked into the warp and blew up to Grail Knights with her. <laughs> but uh, luckily, Morton supplied me with uh, rum and coke afterwards. Oh. So I'm a bit more happy now. Yep. <laughs> and we have Pegasus Knights that are behind us. But uh, Dara's going to try to shoot them down with pistols. Brave Okay, uh, we're in the middle of turn three. It doesn't really matter. Uh, what's happened? Uh, the pr the, yeah, well, did we say that there's a Praetan on the table? I don't know if we did. So. There was a Praetan from the forest who came and attacked <laughs> some uh, knights of the realm, and they're still fighting. So on one side, it's pretty calm. People are shooting bows and stuff, and slowly whittling each other away. The artillery of the Empire can't do much, because there's not much there. But then on the other side, holy shit! Um, the goats ran. Yeah. Uh, there was a big combat where Saigor attacked and goats attacked. But then the Bretonians, they killed. No, they've scared away the Saigor. And then they charged, yeah. they pursued into the goats. And then they won there. And now the goats and the Saigor are off the table. 
But yeah. the brave rot knights are still holding against the griffin lead, yeah? So we're very happy about that. Uh, but in the middle, though, the knights... Grail knights. Yeah, but the first the knights errant uh, guys, right? They were. Oh yeah, yeah. There were just one left. The steam tank made them all into mincemeat. Now the grail knights charged in and managed to actually hold their own against a whole unit of chaos warriors. Mm -hmm. But we'll see what happens now after their charge. And uh, some winged lancers have railroaded the steam tank. <laughs> Minus a hundred honor points. <laughs> It is a sitting duck, but it can send steam into their faces. Maybe, I guess they're not doing anything either. No one is. No one has broken yet. The breaking point is pretty even, I think. Still, yeah. uh, the Pegasus Knights though came from behind and they're mopping out. They killed our pistoliers. Goats, goats lost the first banner. Yeah, that's true. So one point. <gasps> mm -hmm, no, stay tuned for epic conclusion. So Dara, we're gonna go into turn four. What has mm -hmm. happened? Well, the brave Halberdier detachment has flank charged the Kislev knights and overrun them. Is they that killed them. Yeah, they yep. killed them all. They killed them. Uh, what else has happened? The inner circle knights have uh, routed the Pegasus. Hmm? Yeah, this was your round. I mean, yeah, <laughs> a, a good round, a good round all round. Yeah. Yep. And, and the Hellmaster uh, finally got a turn, so... Yeah, he killed one guy, killed one uncle. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's most of what happens. The Rot Knight's still held. And uh, Oscar, what happened with the, the Praetor? Uh -huh. Yes, after a few turns fighting the... What are they called? Knights of the Realm. Knights of the Realm. It, uh, they finally fled, but uh, the Praetor stayed and uh, ate their corpses. <laughs> 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 The end has come. So, what happened? Uh, since last we talked, the the big combat in the middle, there were Chaos Warriors fighting Grey Lights forever, and nothing really happened. Then the Halberdiers came in to help, but then fucking Kislev from the front and from the back into yeah. the Halberdiers, killing a lot, causing the Chaos Warriors to run. Yeah, you slammed the Halberdiers. No, not even that bad. I think they killed like four? Yeah. yeah. But then. That's enough. You got all the bonuses, yeah. all the combat bonuses, and then mm -hmm. the Chaos Warriors just fucking legged it and got they got run down, and then the Halberdiers got run down, mm. and uh, yeah, that was a bit of a turning point. And then mm. my Griffin Legion at the same time killed the Hurricane, and that was yeah, that's true. The, like the last, and the last thing we did was to charge and kill another a, a horse archer and yeah. uh, fucking transmute oh. my Griffin Legion. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. No searing doom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, so they, they, they're all dead. But then the general was still there, which yeah. is one left. No one came close to the breaking points, no. which is weird. Niklas, the important thing is, what do you think of Eighth Edition? <gasps> nah, <laughs> I mean, it's it's very hard to like uh, uh, get into position to flank someone because it feels like everyone can just react so fast. Like yeah. everything moves very fast with the like the free reform thing, and uh, mm -hmm. it's hard to like be. Where you can like move around without getting charged as well, because everything can potentially charge very far. So it's hard to like estimate where you can move. Mm -hmm. It's like you, you have to keep away more until you just slam into something. Mm. And we should say there was a minor victory for Kislev and Bretonia. Oh, 
Oh. I, I felt like also like everyone has so many attacks, but it didn't matter that much because everyone just passed their armor saves like the entire game. <laughs> like nothing happened. The Chaos Warriors and the Grail Knights and your gorilla riders just but, uh, yeah. tanking it. Yeah, maybe, but this was unusually high amounts of armor in this game. Yeah. Because you, otherwise when we play, I mean, like if Dara's four spearmen, they don't have any armor, all right? I mean, they're like the most, uh, most guys just melt in combat. But, uh, but for this game, a lot of and good roles, I guess, also. Uh, maybe, maybe we didn't have enough high strength to ignore the armor. Or yeah. There's a lot of things in the, this army project Kissel list that you could try out as well. It'll be fun. Uh, but now I'm just using the standard stuff. But there's those uh, organ guns and uh, I didn't. Your war wagons? Yeah, I didn't bring them from England yet. Oh, yeah. So that would be ship, cool. Ship them. <laughs> what, Dara, best unit and worst unit? Uh, from your army, I guess. I think steam tank was the best unit today. Pistolier is probably worst. Ah, oh, but they did some. They killed uh, a Pegasus. Did they? Yeah, they shot down a Pegasus. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. That's not too well, bad. I think for... I think most ineffective unit was the Hellblaster today. Yeah, it was <laughs> quite like, easily outmaneuvered as we placed it in the corner. <laughs> didn't we? Didn't think of that, did we? No, we did get eight shots off, but oh. not very effective. Manfred, best unit and worst unit in your army. Best unit, definitely the Grail Knights who oh. held out for three or four mm -hmm. turns against the Chaos Warriors. Worst unit by far, uh, Pegasus Knights, who didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Mm. And Nicholas? I feel like my, I don't even know what my units did. <laughs> they didn't accomplish anything. The the Griffin Legion were sh really shitty at oh. killing those gorillas. Mm. And then uh, I guess the the Ice Witches Lance unit, they yeah. did like okay throughout the game. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> But she did get some cool spells off, so mm. I'm going to say those Lancers and her. Yeah. I, I think my Roth Knights have to go for best in my army because they yeah, held up for plank. so long the Griffin Legion. That, that was, was a awesome. plank where we were just like supposed to roll over and get in your flank. Yeah, yeah. And then they just stood there. Yeah, first turn I was like, okay, all of this is dead because you were behind us with the Pegasus Knights and the dogs were dead. And uh, I don't know, worst units. Mm, the uh, the Gores didn't get to do that much and the Saigor didn't get to do that much either this game. Yeah, but, uh, poor planning. Unfortunate uh, overrun into the flank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, good game, good game. Good game. Uh, and we're back. So, um, not sure if we did say in the end, but we to sum it up again, we it was a a victory, maybe a minor victory. I don't know. It was a victory for the for the horsemen for Rohan, the Rohan <laughs> Alliance. Um, yeah. It was a bit sad because we're, I mean we were playing the the breaking point thing, which is basically like you 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 try to kill as many banners and the, like the general to break the morale of the enemy, and then the entire army would lose if they go below below that. But we never really came close. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit strange because I, I played this mission before. It's a, it's a really good mission, mm -hmm. and we played it in sixth edition. I played it at a couple of tournaments actually, but yeah, just it and. Uh, yeah, it's a really cool mission that you have to go after the banners, but it's like all the units that carry the banners were so big, like, well difficult to kill. Yeah, yeah, maybe that. And we had to kill quite a few of them also to cause the break. So yeah, because maybe. we had such a big army, right? Even yeah. though like it was like a sliding scale, how many you had to kill, so you didn't have to kill as many as 
like on a smaller army. But it's real, like mm. we we had to go down to like four or five, and each of us yeah. had like ten banners. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Uh, so uh, maybe, yeah, if, maybe if we had played like two thousand points, yeah, you know, one versus one, the breaking point would have been two, but then maybe we'd had like four points each. Then it's just like, you know two units gone, and then you lose. It's mm. way more. But uh, so, so it came down to like uh, victory points, and I was like, I, I was thinking like, oh, it's gonna be a tight one, and then I realized, fuck, I don't know, I, almost, almost the, my entire army is gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that until the end either. No? Shit, you were on the front lines. I feel like it felt pretty even, but I guess we, Dara had most of his army left. So, I mean, you definitely had more points left in the end, but um, uh, it was quite even, I would say, still. <laughs> It was yeah. a fun game, though. It, uh, I like it when it's, uh, you know, one one turn it feels like, oh, shit, we got them. And then next it's like, oh, no, fuck, we're going to lose now. And then, you know, Manfred's yeah. wizard blows up and it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> turning, turning our way. Uh, yeah, it's like we, I, I think we did like a, a good deployment with the, mm -hmm. like the refused flank. Much uh, better than us. We, so, we, such a rookie mistake we made. We were just like, ah, oh, goddammit, why do we keep making this mistake? It's like, oh, a hill! Let's put the artillery there. Never mind that the hill is at the furthest corner. Yeah, definitely like denied. A big table as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, so, fuck yeah, let's just like flank around, smash mm. through, and then we'll be in their sides by turn uh, three. Yeah. <clears throat> uh uh uh. Rough but then nice we just, game. Like, Got stuck forever. <laughs> I mean, you did power through pretty well uh, with my my poor beastman didn't hold up the flank very well. I was just insanely lucky with the the rot beasts, rot knights. Uh, yeah, they're tough with their high armor. They're they're hard to hit, and then they're okay toughness, and then they have high armor, and then they have regeneration. Yeah. They only have two wounds each, and there are only three of them, but still. Uh, in the end, you managed to get them, but I, I was very happy with them keeping that. Yeah, fight. they held down my Griffin Legion for like yeah. six close combat turns yeah. or something, and I had yeah. to like flank charge them. And even then, when I flank charge them, they didn't rout immediately. I still no, had to grind them down. <laughs> yeah, I was so happy because I, I, you know, turned one when Manfred landed like Pegasus Knights or something behind them. I was like, oh fuck! And the Griffin Legion was in front of us, just like ah, oh, they're. I had I had counted them out turn one, but um, so they were like, "Oh, come across the charge. Let's see what I can do." And then, yeah, they did pretty well. Yeah, uh, then I even I, mean, uh, I even failed. I failed the charge even right. I was even more like, "Ah, oh, god damn it!" Yeah, yeah. My my regular lancers ran away, mm. and then I charged with the Griffin Legion. Yeah, and he even got like that that spell off where they had to go to the dangerous train, and one of them died but regenerated. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God, just <laughs> sloshed back together, uh, and and that the uh, the center was just a huge slog between the warriors of chaos and the gray knights. Yeah, like, we just couldn't crazy. kill each other. It's insane oh. that the gray knights managed to hold on for that long. Yeah, there's just yeah. like four of them fighting a regiment of chaos warriors with yeah. a, a hero in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I rolled, but I rolled very bad, but still, yeah, they're also such high armor, and that was, I mean, it was a bit weird. Uh, we talked about the, the, this game was weird that we had so much high armor 
which is unusual, I think. We've never had that before. Uh, and that's why I think a lot of just combats took forever. Like, things didn't die, sort of. No. Um, but it was very cinematic and cool when you, when you had your, your char- double charge in the end and you just mopped up. You, find, you came to the aid of the uh, Grey Knights. And uh, yeah. when, our, when our center broke, yeah, we were pretty... Funny that you just had to ride across the entire table for a couple of turns <laughs> while the Grey Knights just hung on there. <laughs> And then just charged like Help some us. Us humans and routed the Chaos Warriors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. We want to survive for another day. Uh, it's like uh, it's, if, uh, if the Chaos Warriors were Germany fighting uh, the Grand Knights, which were Britain, yeah. and then Italy comes along and <laughs> flank charges the, the Grand Knights, like, oh, nice help. And then they just like get. Totally smashed and ruins everything for everyone. Oh shit! If the Italians broke, uh, you know, broke from combat, we they're the they're the toughest we have. We better go as well. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, did you did I you think, like yeah. it? Did you have a good time? Yeah. Even though we took we we yeah we were not the the fastest uh, at times, but we are. The worst we're thing still about like news. taking a long time was that I had to pay for Gothenburg parking. Like I have to, to keep updating, like, oh, god damn it, another should... fucking eleven crowns. <laughs> we could have chipped in for that. We could have, if that would have relaxed you. Uh... <laughs> uh, it was good, and we went out for some beers after. It was nice. Yeah. Uh... Um. Yeah. Some good. Some good burgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They, they kept up to the English standard. I think they they were better. Oh yeah, good. everything better in, in Sweden, <laughs> but not uh, the IPAs, maybe. Yeah, or you're you're still looking for your good beers. <laughs> yeah, it's nice, nice to go out in Gothenburg again. Yeah, yeah, and nice to go out for you guys. Been yeah, we're indoors. hardly hardly ever out. <laughs> um, yeah, but nice. We'll see if we can uh, get some more games off. We'll see what happens uh, in the yeah. coming time. Uh, Time's uh, running out. I think that, like, 8th edition, I think you guys have, like, a very good way of playing it. It's very laid back. Because it is kind of, like, in heresy. You just mm-hmm. want to use your good models, cool-looking models, and uh, just smash them up in a big game. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that spirit of the game, I think 8th edition works perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, it's easier to break if you want to break it than... Yeah. Probably the case, yeah. Just uh, like 30k, like uh, if you play it for a couple of years, and you eventually you'll learn what is good, and you'll lean towards taking the better yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's never fun to lose if you can choose, but uh, <laughs> so far I think like I, I feel like no one is really. It's still like up to. It feels more like if you lose in in, in the fantasy, it's like oh damn, it's my tactics, not my units mainly. Um, so far, at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, and it's, it's great to see. And I, I, you guys invited me to your chat, and great to see all the like this, the 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 great hobby energy in there, like people yeah. creating shit and like being super enthusiastic about it. Yeah. And we're very open for like, oh, I want to try this from Army's project, this fan made thing. Ah, whatever. If it looks, <laughs> it looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. Was yeah. 
Mm -hmm. uh, very nice, very nice. I got a bit, when you talked about your escalation thing, I was like, hmm, maybe I should try 6th edition and do my uh, Bretonian orcs. But uh, if, mm. if, I, if I hadn't had the move going, maybe it could have worked. I don't think it's going to work now. But I'll, maybe I can paint them up anyway, and we can play some 6th edition in the future. We shall see. Yeah, yeah we can play 6th edition with your Darks of War. I mean, they're oh, yeah. perfect. They're made... Yeah. <laughs> they were made for playing 6, baby. You were <laughs> made for playing 2. Um, <laughs> any last shout-outs we want to make before we wrap this up? Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to Scanners. Or, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to Scanners with uh, Manfred. And, yep. uh, so maybe yeah. next episode. That's like, is it two weeks from now or something? Yeah, I think it might be. End of yeah. uh, September. Yeah. I think it is two weeks from now. So maybe next episode we'll have out. Could be about that. We'll see. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely have a, a post battle review, post event. Yeah. Maybe. It's been forever since last time. Um, awesome, awesome. So, um, uh, remember, fellow men of the Empire, that... Uh, fuck, I, I messed it up. Sigvald the Magnificent, he gives head. He also takes head. But don't lose your head! See what I did there? I took our, our outro, but I made it into like fantasy instead of 30k. <laughs> <laughs>